millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. 21-year-old Kevin Harris II was a musician and an up-and-coming young hip-hop producer, working with the likes of Ice Cube and even garnering interest from pop stars like Rihanna and Britney Spears. Making big moves in the music industry at such a young age, no one thought that Kevin would ever be the target of a murder. Well, except for Kevin himself. The day of his murder, Kevin had a premonition. That tragic day, Kevin kissed his mother on her left cheek, held her tightly in his arms, and said, Everything's just happening so fast. I feel like something's gonna happen. Hi, I'm your host, Nisa. Welcome to the Lost Crimes Library podcast. This is the story of the tragic murder of Kevin Harris II. Twenty-one-year-old Kevin Harris was on a roll. As a native of South Los Angeles, the heart of the West Coast hip-hop world, making music was his life and passion. Kevin was an up-and-coming music producer. Although his parents had prepared him for a life growing up in a tough neighborhood, things were looking brighter and brighter for this young man's future. He was only 21 years old, and he was making big moves. Those closest to him knew him as that music nerd and a mama's boy. Given the fact that Kevin grew up in a tough neighborhood, his parents intentionally made efforts to put Kevin on the right path. They sent him to Catholic school, enrolled him in after-school activities like basketball, and supported his music dreams. Kevin Harris was making his way to the top. He had made a beat for hip-hop legend Ice Cube, and according to his father, Rihanna and Britney Spears were interested in working with him. It seemed Kevin's life was moving in the right direction. However, in the days leading up to his untimely death, those closest to him remember Kevin acting differently, maybe even paranoid. Just weeks before Kevin's murder, he had been active on social media. He took to his Twitter account often to post about his life. He frequently posted about everything from basketball to parties to music. But a post that stuck out to many was one that Kevin made soon before his murder. In this tweet, he suggested an awareness of his own impending death. He tweeted, quote, Gotta get it in till the end. You never know when you're gonna go. End quote. 
Along with this cryptic tweet, Kevin's father recalled moments when his son seemed worried about something. His father, Kevin Harris Sr., said that when Kevin would come home, he would watch Kevin look back at the door. His father would say, what's wrong, man? Somebody following you? But Kevin would just say that he was okay. According to his father, this type of exchange happened a couple of times before Kevin's death. Even though Kevin's father sensed that something was bothering his son, and he would ask what was wrong, Kevin always just responded with, I'm okay. One time, Kevin's father even told his son, Just let me know. I've lived here long enough. We can get it taken care of peacefully. But again, Kevin never expressed his worries to his father. Instead, he would tell him that there was nothing to worry about. His mother, Catherine, believes that Kevin had a premonition the morning before his death. She remembers that Kevin kissed her on her left cheek and hugged her and held her before he left. She asked him what was wrong, but again, he reassured her that nothing was wrong. He also said, quote, everything's just happening so fast. I feel like something's going to happen, end quote. To which Catherine said, quote, I don't like that, end quote. And if I were a mother saying goodbye to my son, as I did every day, I wouldn't like that comment either. It's cryptic and even sad. Like he knows that something bad is looming. Not even something bad, but more like something deadly. I think the way he hugged her and held her before leaving said it all. On the evening of September 20th, 2009, a little after 8 p.m., Kevin was sitting in his car, a green Camaro, outside a music studio in the residential neighborhood of Inglewood, California, when another car pulled up next to his. It is assumed that Kevin knew the other people in the car because he rolled down the window. As soon as he rolled down that window, shots rang out, somewhere between 10 to 17, according to witnesses that night. As gunshot wounds riddled his body, shell casings were flying into Kevin's own car. That's how close the killer and their vehicle was to Kevin. Ambulances raced to the scene and rushed Kevin to a nearby hospital, but sadly he didn't survive the shooting, and he was pronounced dead at the hospital that night. The killing of Kevin Harris II came as a complete shock to many, especially his parents. Who would want to kill Kevin? And that was the question that investigators sought to answer. When they arrived at the scene, they learned that that night Kevin was scheduled to meet with an aspiring rapper, but that person never showed up. They also investigated Kevin's green Camaro for evidence. They came to the conclusion, as I stated earlier, that Kevin was shot somewhere between 10 to 17 times and that it was close range. They know this by the shell casings found in his own car. When they looked closer, at the shell casings, they also discovered that there were two different shell casings, which meant that there were two different weapons used in his murder. Investigators moved on to witnesses. Because this was a residential neighborhood, police hoped that someone was watching all of this go down, that someone heard or saw something that could point investigators in a solid direction. But despite this being a residential neighborhood, witnesses were hard to find. All they really learned was that a car drove up to Kevin's car, began shooting, and then sped away. This limited information led police to speculate that Kevin may have been the target of a gang. The only things really pointing police to this theory was the drive-by nature of his crime, 
I'm assuming also his race, and his involvement in the hip-hop music industry. This assumption disturbed Kevin's family and friends. They made it clear to investigators that Kevin was never involved in any gangs. And after looking further into Kevin's past, investigators agreed with the family, and they found no evidence suggesting that Kevin was ever in a gang. So if Kevin wasn't the target of a gang war, then who killed Kevin and what was their motive? Unfortunately, these questions have yet to be answered. After the shooting, Kevin's parents say the case went cold quickly. Witnesses wouldn't talk, and his parents believe investigators lost interest. Since 2009, the case of Kevin Harris's ambush and murder has grown colder and colder as each year passes. But the drive to find Kevin's killer has never wavered for Kevin's family. Each year since his murder, his parents held vigils for their son. They even invited local authorities to participate. And in 2011, two years after his death, a reward was posted for information leading to the arrest and conviction of the person or persons responsible for his murder. The Inglewood Police Department offered a $25,000 reward, but still, there were no solid leads. In June 2015, almost six years after Kevin's murder, the Inglewood Police Department brought the FBI in to help with the case. FBI Special Agent Sean Sturl worked the cold case. He examined the case file and conducted interviews looking for clues and fresh leads. When asked about the case, he said, quote, Kevin Harris was really quite a remarkable kid. We probably did somewhere close to 70 to 80 interviews. We couldn't find anybody who would say anything closely remotely negative about him, end quote. And I think that's what makes this case so difficult to solve. Kevin was clearly loved and valued by most people who knew him. He seemed like the last person to be intentionally targeted. If so many people had nothing but nice words to say about Kevin, how did he become the victim in a homicide case? Years later, that is still the question detectives are searching for answers to. When detectives went back to the street where Kevin was attacked, they interviewed residents there. One witness told detectives that no one usually came to that street on Sunday nights, which led the witness to believe that Kevin was followed that night. And the possibility that Kevin was followed seemed plausible to Kevin Sr. According to Kevin's father, he remembers Kevin asking him about bulletproof windows one time. Naturally, this alarmed Kevin's father. When he asked Kevin if there was a problem, Kevin responded in his usual manner, saying everything was okay. But this moment always struck Kevin's father as odd. Why would he be asking for bulletproof windows if he didn't think he was in danger? Because Kevin had such a great reputation, it forced investigators to ponder other theories outside of the gang theory. One of those theories was mistaken identity. Was it possible that the person who killed Kevin meant to kill someone else, but mistook Kevin's car? My problem with this theory, however, is that Kevin rolled down his window. This would have made it clear to the shooter that Kevin was the wrong guy if it was really just a case of mistaken identity. It seems more likely that Kevin was the intended target, especially with the proximity of the shooter to his car and the number of times he was shot. And investigators eventually ruled this theory out. The circumstances of the case, along with the evidence, just didn't seem to point to mistaken identity. Investigators now believe that Kevin was the intended target and that jealousy by a friend, acquaintance, or music rival could have been the motive. 
According to some of Kevin's friends, it seemed like Kevin was growing cocky with his new accomplishments in music, and that may have rubbed some people the wrong way. Word on the street was that Kevin didn't want to work with people who weren't up to his standards, and he may have rejected at least one acquaintance who was an aspiring rapper. Investigators took another look at the aspiring rapper whom they learned Kevin Harris was supposed to meet that night he died. That aspiring rapper was Desmond Carter. According to reporting by CBS News, Desmond Carter is now a suspect in the case. According to detectives, they are considering Carter as a suspect in the case because he was the only other person who knew where Kevin was that night because the two had made plans to meet up at 8 p.m. Not to mention, it is incredibly suspicious that Desmond Carter never showed up that night. Either Desmond Carter was incredibly lucky, or he knew not to be there that night. Investigators believe that that Sunday night trip to the studio was a trap. In 2017, Carter was arrested for the murder of Kevin Harris. He was questioned, but never charged with anything. Authorities say the evidence they had did not cross the threshold of reasonable doubt. When the media tried to reach out to Carter for a comment on his arrest, he refused to speak directly to the media. However, through a spokesperson, he denied having any involvement in Kevin's death and said that he thought of Kevin as one of his best friends. Although Carter has never been charged, he still remains a suspect in the case. The murder of Kevin Robert Harris II remains unsolved. Kevin's parents, Catherine and Kevin Harris Sr., remain hopeful and say they will never give up on getting justice for their son. Kevin's father told 48 Hours, quote, Let's kick some doors in. Let's stay relentless with this, end quote. Investigators are hoping for new information and say they are 80 to 85% close to solving this 11-year-old case, but they need the public's help. In 2018, the FBI put up a billboard in the Inglewood area to inform the public that the Inglewood PD and the FBI are now offering a combined reward of up to $50,000. Anyone with information is asked to call 310-477-6565. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Lost Crimes Library podcast. Please follow and share the podcast. It will help bring much-needed attention to these important cases. Also, follow us on social media. You can find us on Twitter at the LCL Pod and on Instagram at the Lost Crimes Library Pod. See you next week with a new episode. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 